It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Maracle. Loud Pipes, episode 89. Of course, we're going to be talking about our plans for the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. We got to cover the rumor that Harley is getting in line to make a bid for Ducati. And Brother Hogan, back in the house. What's up? What's up? What's up? Ah, music to my ears, brother. Music to my ears. What's happening, family? Oh, been missing you, brother. Been missing you. Ah, man, I've been missing you guys. Trust me, I need a vacation from this vacation. <laughs> Uh, isn't that how it usually goes though you, you go on vacation then you need a break from your trip oh my god I am just ran ragged and today I played dated dead care with my brother's uh, three little ones and I'm just spent mm. <laughs> I'm hanging on by a thread today I got a <laughs> copper by my side I just want to talk about motorcycles for a minute <laughs> yeah I was going to ask so you, one last copper you found huh yeah, one last copper. I had hit it in the back of the fridge, and it was still there. Surprisingly, and our brothers didn't get it. So, yeah, I would have been like, "Uh, no, sir, that's mine." I know, right? Because they were like, "Oh, this is some good beer." <laughs> You're like, like oh, "Keep your hands off now. it." Yeah, I was like, "Slow down now. That's special for me for my show." All right, all right. Can't promise anything. Let's not forget Thunderstroker. I'm trying to make that nickname stick, damn it. How are you, John? No, no. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Well, we just, Nellie and I have just got finished wrapping up and packaging our shirts to go out. We're sorry about the delay, but they were going out tomorrow to our, to our purchase, our, our, our buyers. There we go. Buyers. Okay. Spit it out. Yeah. So that's going out. So. Yeah, it's all good stuff. So that they came out pretty good, and I got our stuff in, and they look pretty darn good. So, very nice beverage on your end, John. Uh, yeah, I'm having scotch and ginger ale. What? Yeah, I got the hard stuff out again. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I gotta have some hard stuff, you know, Rico. Right. You, yeah. you can't be hanging out with Rico anymore. He gets your back on the beer. <laughs> uh. I had well, a Moscow fuel earlier. Well, here in a couple of weeks, Rico and I are going for a little ride. So I know. Oh, yeah. So, sure so to... go ahead. No, I was just saying, I wish Rich would be able to tag along for that one. Yeah, it looks like my work, work travels picked up again. So I'm going to be back to Detroit, as we talked about, and then San Diego. Going to be busy. Going to be busy. Are you spilling your beer over there, Rich? No, that was just a little H2O. But I do have a beer, if you're yeah, interested. Yeah, what do you have? Yeah, I am interested. What you got tonight? Uh, from Noda Brewing Company here in Charlotte, North Carolina, I have Woody and Wilcox's Hop Experiment Session Ale. Mm. And this is interesting because uh, Woody and Wilcox are on a, a 106.5 the end is a rock station here in, in Charlotte. 
And so what they say is they, they love Woody and Wilcox. They love the hops. So why not blend the two into amazing experiment? So what they're doing is each month they're going to release a new beer. So basically it's the same base beer and they're going to blend in different hops each time. So now where it falls down is it says you can see what the hops are this month on the bottom of the can and it's illegible. (laughs) It cannot Uh, read it. Really? (laughs) It just says, is this the same company that you had that pancake hotcakes thing from that got you uh, a little uh, tipsy there, Mr. Warfield? Did they? Yeah. Did they make hop cakes? I think they did. Yeah. I think they did. No, this is a session ale, so it's it's hoppy, but it's low in alcohol. So this is four point nine. Okay. Easy peasy. Right. What was the other one? Like twelve or something crazy? Hmm. Oh, I think mm. it was like eight. Seven or eight. Oh, that is very citrusy. It's almost like sucking on a tangerine. Mm. Mm. Let me get some more. All right, good stuff. Is it hoppy? Interesting. It's very hoppy, but that low alcohol makes for a kind of a thin beer. I know it's interesting. We'll see how the night goes. <laughs> we'll see if all I right. get all slurry voiced or if I have to break something else out of the fridge before we're done. Okay. All right, moving on. Ready for new topics? Yeah. All right, cover your ears. Stand back. Get out of the way. John, you didn't stand back far enough. You got your hat blown off. I know, right, man? Rico was riding it. Right. All right, let's spend a minute on our challenge. So we are the administrators and, I guess, hosts, I guess, of the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. And let's talk a little bit about what we're doing there and happenings around the challenge itself. So last night we had the drawing for the first six letters and riders of the challenge will be heading out looking for cities that start with those letters. And then there will be a score given for each letter in the city name. So that's sort of how we get to our tally. So we did that last night. Thanks again to John and Natalie for putting together that very interesting machine to select the balls. So (laughs) thanks for that. No problem. That was a fun little project that we've been working on. And, And thanks to you, Rich, for, you know, now you kind of put the idea behind away and it was all set with the with the one she purchased until you said, does it blow? <laughs> Me and my big mouth. And then she then it refired it all up and she had to figure out how to make it how to make this project come to life. So we did. So yeah, that you know the tip, Rico. You can't say anything around Natalie, otherwise it becomes an action. I just she had a great idea. It was a bin. Had like a uh-huh. like an upside down fork, and it just rotated the balls around. Right. And there was a little thing at the bottom. You flip it one way, you mix them up, and you flip it the other way, and then it just catches one in the right. opening. It was beautiful. And uh-huh. I just made an offhanded comment. I was like, "Oh, I, I thought it was gonna, you know, blow up the balls in the air like the bingo machine." <laughs> and that, oh, so that's no. what she built. <laughs> she built it. Yeah, the yeah, one you saw last, last night. She built that. Oh, she get out of here. That was amazing. Yeah, in She's like a, a day and a half. Her and I put it together and built it together. 
Nice. Look at you trying to take some of the credit. <laughs> no, he's like, hey, don't forget me. Don't forget me. <laughs> I taped it together. <laughs> no, I had to drill the holes and I had to do the mechanical parts and the tool part. And she's got the idea, but we collaborated. So I got home about 4.30 and I think we got it done at like 7.30 after nice. experiment and trying to figure out how to make the thing work. And I mean... When when all the letters and balls are in the ping pong balls are in there, it sh- you know it shoots out like a freaking cannon. But soon, unless there is, it starts getting weaker. So, Rico, did you see the actual drawing part? I don't remember when you connected. I did. I did. That was so amazing. I, I, I couldn't, you know, I could over the uh, YouTube. I couldn't see how. I uh, couldn't tell how forceful they were kind of shooting out. <laughs> I knew they were coming out, but it, I didn't know they were coming out like a bullet. Oh <laughs> yeah. So so the bottom I mean none of it's glued together, it was kinda you know, kind of wedged together. Hmm. And the tube that had the letters where they ended up in, if I didn't hold it, it would like blow the whole thing off and balls would go flying all over the place. Nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things like they used the vacuum cleaner to, you know, create uh-huh. the motion. So you hear the uh-huh. vacuum cleaner fire up and the, and the balls roll around a little bit. And then it's all of a sudden it was just like, boom, like six of them just <laughs> hit the tube. <laughs> yeah. So we got some work we're going to do on that and update that. She wants to work on some more of that. So we'll see how it works. Yeah. So yeah, we, we did that live. So that's, that video is up on YouTube. If anyone wants to see the, to see the drawing that, that went on and, Anyone that's not following either the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge podcast or the Facebook group or anything like that, the the first six letters are Y I T S W N E. So John, being the planner that he is, jumped right on it, figured out which ones we should go to. That you know the sort of the closest ones that give us the biggest point value for this week, and then we'll kind of see how everyone does when we get to Wednesday. Oh, so you get a point for each letter in the city name? Yes. Oh, I got the perfect city right up the street. Well, there's a scale. So look at the scale on the site. Each letter has a different value. I got this. So, yeah, if you got a good one, get a bike and get out there. About to. If you can find better than, what is it, 38 points for letter I, we could use some help there. Really? Is it 30? 30, 30, 35. 35. Nice. I got you covered. I got you covered. All right. So grab a bike, send Natalie the odometer, starting odometer, and go get it. Wait. I just got to find a dealership that'll allow you to test ride. I'll ride up there. <laughs> hang on, hang on. I heard Harley does. Yeah. You can go run a bike from Harley. Up here? Most Harley places, yeah. They're yeah. open about that. Really? Oh, all right. Good idea. I mean, I know it makes your skin crawl, but it does. You know, no, once it's not going to hurt. Gotta take my stuff off, you know. And <laughs> yeah, don't wear any of that Indian garb in there. That's not allowed. That's where I wore today in that other dealership. I was taking pictures of all the bikes. They were like, ah, shoot, he's not buying anything. <laughs> so we have our letters, and if Rico can get a bike, get you up there and increase our score for letter I, that would be great. Plus that would be one I don't have to do. Oh, come on, Rich. <laughs> you only got two. <laughs> I know, and they're close to home. I know, right? <laughs> you make me go do all the riding again. Yeah, John's got a nice loop 
planned out. He's I'm jealous. He's actually got a nice ride, but I got to get ready to travel next week, so I can't go too far. All right, very good. Let's see. What anything else you want to talk about challenge wise? I'm excited. Six excited. six teams this year. Six teams, eight riders, and I, and I have to say that a couple of listeners have already gotten two letters in already. In less than 24 hours, the Facebook group is pretty active, and it's exciting to see all this this round. I mean, it's what we envisioned, I think, when yep. we set this up. Yep, and I heard, I got word from Mr. McKinney over at Throttle. The trophy is on its way, so we'll be able to get that inscribed and for, for the next winter. Yes. And it's going to say loud pipes this time. It better. <laughs> well... I don't know. I know competition I... pretty stiff. We we got some riders here, my friend. And, and what's really cool, and I looked and I posted on the on the Facebook page, is we have two teams of one, two teams of two, and two teams of three. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that it worked out that way. So we'll see who how it works out for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of people sort of in transit, like I know at Creative Riding. You know he's he's off on vacation for a couple of days, and then I'm traveling for work. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that affects or doesn't affect, you know, the point gains and things like that. So you know, a big change from last year, as people might have remembered from the first year of the challenge, we did a lot of we we did a heavy emphasis on mileage and riding every day. So it was important that you got out every day and sort of got those minimum points, and then of course the more you could do, the better you would be. So this year, it's less important that you ride every day, and it's a little bit more about the destination. So yeah, that's kind of why we're mixing it up with the alphabet challenge. Yep. So we'll see. I think it's going to be fun. It's it's already fun, just in the first recording and the camaraderie on the the Facebook group and things like that. And you know, thanks again to Ted from the Motorcycle Man. He was on the stream with us last night, so that was cool. Yep, it was. It was really cool. So, all right, that's it. That's all I got about the MPC. Yep. Motorcyclepodcasterschallenge.com. Um, Check it out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, we, as again, real quick, we do have its own website and its own podcast. So, check us out over there for more details. Oh, there is one more thing we forgot to mention, John. Okay. So, as everyone is aware, we don't do ads on this show. We sort of run the value for value model and we take just a direct listener support. So we were thinking maybe we could apply that same model to the challenge in terms of, you know, instead of having it sponsored, we could have direct support for the winner. So what we're going to do is we have a one-time donation button on our site. So we're going to put a link to that on the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge website. And anyone that wants to contribute to that that link through that one-time contribution, we'll pool all that money together and we'll split it up amongst the winning team and also the winning individual uh, listener that's also riding in the challenge. I think that's a cool idea. So I thought that. What would do be you think, neat. Rico? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I'm and I'm going to seed it. I'm going to start it with fifty bucks. So anybody else that wants to drop some money in there. Except we'll pull that up and we'll have a cash prize. I see your fifty. <laughs> mm. Mm. 
Bijou. 75. Oh, oh, dang. Oh, dang. Got a good prize already. Well, Brother Hogan steps up to the plate. He knocks it out of the park. Up, up and away. So you hear that, Jebby? You better get out and get riding, my man. <laughs> Put some Benjamins in your pocket. Right. Do the kids still call it Benjamins? That's probably very old at this point. <laughs> Who cares? But anyway, yeah, some money on the line. Go get it. All right, sorry. Topic number two. Topic number two. What's topic number two, my friend? Topic number two for the evening. It appears, or rumors would have it, that Harley Davidson is lining up to possibly purchase Ducati. Du- what? <laughs> Did you just spit all over your monitor? <laughs> I think Rico and I tagged that one right. Hogan, go ahead. Just your mouth. Mm. That does not sound like a good idea to you? Uh, well, let's see. So an, an American Italian motorcycle, huh? Kind of like Ford. <laughs> like Ford. <laughs> so so no bueno is what you're saying. At all. all right, interesting. Well, why what so why why the interest from uh Harley? I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. Nobody's really saying, but you know, it w- it wouldn't be the first time that that Harley has dabbled into this area. As we know, they used to own MV Agusta, so right. there was that. Obviously, there was the Buell days. We all know how that worked out, right? And John, Buell. yeah, no, sorry, Buell. And John was talking to a couple different motovloggers earlier today and has some other information on some of the history. So what'd you find out, John? Yeah. So a couple little comments. Um, Amp was planning on trying to join us and then give us his feedback about it. Cause in the chat, I thought it'd be kind of good. But the big thing, one of the things that he threw out was that um, Harley originally produced the VR 1000 with a Porsche co- co-operated engine that later became the V-Rod engine. And after redesign, hence the VR, so they already have business ties with VDW, which could put them in good position to acquire. So that was his little input that Harley might be in a good spot to do it with the with that. And then Roe kind of was like feeling it was going to be bad for both. Was his kind of little take on it as well? And yeah, well, I guess it depends on. See, I would influence that Harley's going to have on the design of the bike. Yeah, it could go both ways, right? I mean, is it is it the, you know, what are people afraid of? Is it Harley the influence on Ducati or the other way around? Because I, for one, would love to see something like the VR1000 again, or even, as we talked in the pre-show, you know, the XR. Love to see right. that again. And, and that was something that Bacon said in the chat was the XR is one of the most sought-after bikes now. Um, and and kind of going back a little bit of Rogue's a little quick comment was that he's the most likely scenario that he sees it goes back back to an investment company that yeah. owned it before Audi did. So I think time will tell a little bit on it. 
I, I mean, it all depends on what, what Harley's intentions are. I mean, a lot of people, and, and I didn't know, at least until it was, I think it was sold again. I didn't even know they owned MV Agusta for a while there. So the, nothing happened to that. You never saw any cross-pollination of that, as far as I'm aware. So I, I, me personally, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see some of the DNA translate back and forth. You know, maybe get, you know, maybe we do get a proper sporty Harley you know, which I think would be cool because there's there's nothing in the lineup. Harley, watch rock. But but you gotta look at it. If they want to get into the market, what's the better way of getting into it? Crotch rocket scene for Harley. Yeah, why not? Yeah, at Ducati. Why not? Why not get into the ADV crop rocket world? Well, I don't think they need to go into the ADV world, but I would love to see them do a sportier bike for sure. And, and think of what they're doing for, you know, we, we talk all the time about the live wire. Look at the style of the live wire. Can you imagine yeah. a crossbreed between that and a Ducati? Holy cow. <laughs> all right. That would be crazy. You know, add a little more Italian styling to that bike that's already kick ass as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I wish they were hurry up and bring that bike out. Yeah, where is the live wire? I'm going to say that every show until they until we get it. Where, where is my live wire? <laughs> you got time yet? They, you still got four and a half more years. Ugh. <laughs> or better yet, nine and a half. Don't do that when I'm drinking, John. <laughs> I'm just telling you, they're going to have you know, fifty new models in the next five years. I think they already got five done already. <laughs> they wow. got 45 more to go there, Rich. You say so. Well, they come up with a live wire. They're going to have to come up with a live wire, plus, you know, a couple variations. Oh, no, sorry, different models of that. So there's another four, probably. So, you know, you have to live wire, and then you have to live wire tur- touring, and then you have to live wire ultra. Yeah, the live wire special, and then the black did it, blackout edition, and well, there you go. There's five models right there. All they got to do is release one bike. Done. <laughs> Check. Five bikes done. Oh man! And, and, and then Indian had to follow along and bring the bring uh, Victory's TT or the Impulse yeah. into Indian bike, and then then you'll have that competition. That's the next thing I see happening at some point. Yeah, I don't think so. I, well, I think when I think it when will. one comes out, the, the next one will follow. Right? Indian I, and Harley are going to follow each other's footsteps. Yeah, mainly Indian following Harley, but anyway. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Where's Harley in the flat track race? Making oh, sure Rico's still awake. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, hang on. Since, since we're talking about this, I've got a topic here a little bit. Rico wasn't here about the Yamaha bike, was he? No. No. Well, What's shall that? we pick his brain? Pick my brain? Sure, why not? On what? So, well, you want you, you want to finish the the Harley Ducati thing and then move into that? Yeah, we can do that. Or do you want to just do it right here in the middle? I don't care. <laughs> it's up to you, TD. I, I got to see. I got to look at this bike you talking about. 
Okay. Well, go look at the go go look up what we're here. Four fifty. The four fifty F. No, no. The the Yamaha Venture. The twenty eighteen Venture, the big touring bike. Oh, that beast! <laughs> there you go. So go look it up, and we'll continue on the yacht and the and the U turn. We'll make that the first U turn. And how's that? Yeah. There we go. All right. So anyway, so it looks like we're not going to know for a while here. So the the first my first look at this information came from Autoblog. Um, so this was a June twenty first article that I was looking at. And they're saying probably nothing will happen before ICMA of next year. So I think we're going to be a while yet before we know exactly what's going on here. But I mean, me personally, I think it's a good thing. I kind of, I like, I like Ducati styling, the Multistrada. I could do without that, but I'd like to ride some more of the bikes. I think they're doing really cool things with the Scrambler line. I think there's, there's potential there if it's done properly. You know, they yeah. both work they both work on twins. You know, one's a V, one's an L, but still they're working on twins. Speaking of scramblers, I got a chance to throw my leg over the Yamaha scrambler. Oh yeah. Oh my Ugh. You know how you you throw your leg over and you just kinda of plop down in the seat to kind of feel the suspension a little bit? Well, I plopped my ass down in that seat and it didn't move. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Oh my god! Yeah, it just felt like I just sat really hard on a wooden bench. I just could, like holy cow! So you didn't like it? Could uh, it be? Could it be because a shock preload was a little too stiff? They maybe or I'm, or, or, I'm, or I'm losing weight. One of the two. <laughs> well, what mom's not feeding you very well up there? Oh, mom's not even here, so I'm not. You know, why you had to go there, John? You so yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nice going, John. Now he's crying. Way to go. <laughs> All right, what what is this one called? Is this the SXR 900? The Yamaha? Yeah. Did you get to ride it at all? No. Oh, because when I asked if they do any test ride, they say no. We don't. Our insurance won't don't cover uh, test rides, so we oh. don't allow it. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the SCR 900. The XSR is the one that has the triple. So yeah, SCR nine fifty is. Jeez, I still didn't get it right. SCR nine fifty. Yeah, that's the one. That one exactly. Uh huh. That that's it. I'm gonna go back to my hop hop experiment. <laughs> I think I'm better off. Mm. But yeah, it felt good. It, I mean, I'm five eleven, and the seat came. You know, the inseam was right there. There for the most part, there's no bending of the legs pretty much it's kind of a tall bike and it's really stiff so maybe uh have that 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 tail end softened up a little bit for yourself think about riding this particular bike it's a cool look i mean it's it's nice looking i think that's scrambler scrambler style done well in terms of a modern day machine you know i mean the only thing better looking than this in my eyes would be the triumph yeah Anything from Triumph, but this is this is well done for for Yamaha. Yamaha's doing it for me lately. Jeez, I'm all over the place. Fell in love with the FJ. <laughs> like digging the R6, the new big bagger. Uh oh. Oh. So we're going there now? What's that? 
Oh, where are we going? Where are we going? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know. We any more news? Rick, what's your opinion about the Ducati buying or Harley buying Ducati? Good going to happen? Don't think it's going to happen. It'll happen, you know, if the, if the stars align. But you know, to see what comes out of it. The Harley Ducati love child. That's what we're going to wait for. So when is all this supposed to take place? Is this just speculation right now? Another year. Yeah, probably be another year before we know. Right. Somebody else might step up too. Yeah, that's the other thing. What was it? Was it um who said that from the vloggers group, John? So that uh, it may just go back to a equity firm. Rogue said that. It's the rogue mogul. Yep, and he has a Ducati, so he does. What is he what is that? The Hypermotard. Hypermotard, yeah. yeah. Hooligan bike. Oh yeah. He has some fun on that thing. And he he was thinking about turning that in for a pan of galley, I think. That's, I think that's a bad boy. I think he was looking at it at one point. Don't know. But the other one he wants to try that is in the blood of Harley, he wants to try the uh the Road King special. Yeah, me too. I like that. I like it a lot. I'm not sure if he ever got a chance to ride it. Like it a lot. You know what's another nice bike I sent you a picture of? Is that uh, Kawasaki um, Balkan S? Oh. Uh, it's really good person. Oh. I saw one of those last weekend, too. Yeah. The, the picture doesn't do it any justice, but in person, it was pretty nice. Uh, Kawasaki nailed it with that one. And I know Chris is in the, the chat room, so <laughs> he's smiling right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice bike. I threw my leg over that. I was like, yeah, I dig it. Comfy between the legs. Oh, yeah. It was real nice. And the something about how the instrument cluster is um, kind of, I don't know, it's kind of, I don't know, I, I don't know even how to explain it, but it's, I uh, forget it because it, it was just <laughs> modern. The way they have it's positioned, it's it's right in the in your sight line as you're you know looking through the forks down the road. So it's just how you sit down in the seat. It's set a little low, yeah. But so the instrument cluster was kind of you know it was up a little bit, and it just kind of as you look down the road, you see the the instrument cluster at the same time for the most part as I sat there with it. So it was kind of interesting. It was pretty sharp. And it felt nice and nimble in between your legs, just sitting there. Nice. What what was heavy? What was heavy uh, was that scrambler. It took a. It, it reminded me of kind of taking your bike off the stand. How heavy that is! It felt like a seven hundred pound bike. That scrambler did. It's probably close to it because that's yeah. kind of a cru- cruiser chassis. So, which one are you talking about? Seven hundred the the Falcon S or the scrambler there? The scrambler. All right. Yeah, the SCR nine fifty being feeling heavy. He's saying, yep. "All right, give me some working on it." We'll wait. I'll just drink my beer, which is damn good, by the way. You got to try wait. this one, Rico. Although I don't know if you can because it changes every month, so you probably won't get this exact one. But you have to go down and buy him some before oh. it changes. Right, I'm driving through Charlotte in a couple of days, so. It was Wednesday. It's uh, 547 pounds wet. Wow. It's not bad. Yeah, it felt heavier than that. I think you just haven't eaten anything. <laughs> <laughs> just weak. <laughs> Salad. Yep. 
Salad does not does not feed a brother. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right, fellas. You turn time. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I still think this is a Ducati. Watch out, Rico. Rich coming through. On my scooter. All right, we had some listener feedback, and this will be our our heads up to Jebby to get ready for this topic. Jebby. We had had David Green reach out. He's a longtime listener of the show, and he had a question for us. And, of course, we had to bring in Jebby for this one. So he does rich tidy whities <laughs> Only when I ride. <laughs> TMI. TMI. <laughs> well, Rico asked, so. He had a share. Oh, I wasn't supposed to answer that? Okay. So David Green wants to know if we ever had a chance to ride the Yamaha Raider. So he's heard us mention it in the past, and he thinks it would be a good fit for a wait for it six foot four inch tall guy he's looking to get back into riding after about 15 years so jebby what say you is this a good one for a tall guy i know you're pretty tall yourself and we did talk about it offline a little bit but styling wise rico i think this is a good fit this has got quite a bit of reach to it oh yeah gotta have some long arms for that bike that's for sure yeah, Yamaha's uh, press photos are funny because the person riding it does not look very big, and they look like they are really stretched out. <laughs> and I, I know Jebby said that the pegs are adjustable, I think, up to about three inches. So that should be should be right in line. But this is one of those, I've, I've got to ride this. That big 1900cc or nearly 1900cc engine. i got to ride this one. It's a good-looking bike, too. So what do you think, yeah. John? So first off, to kind of give some feedback, um, if you want to go to cycle-ergo, E-R-G-O.com, it kind of has a website to let you pick the bike and put your size in it to kind of see how you would how a person would sit on the bike. Oh, good find, man. Good find. Yeah, thanks for some other people I hang out with. So we'll put a link in the show notes for that so people, so David could go out there and put around and uh, look at it and see what he thinks. It, uh, for the bike, it's a, a little too big for me. Yeah, this is a big bike. And then there's a little stretch to the frame in this, both up and out, it looks like. Because if you look at that front cylinder, there's quite a bit of room above it. Right. So this is a good look. I'm glad they still make this because I had, well, I had thought just they had four. stopped making this bike. Uh, uh, Jebby says this is the last year for the Raider. Oh, this is it, huh? This is it. Hey, you better go get one now, or you're going to have to go uh, find a used one. Yeah, you'll be a, you'll be in the victory camp if you don't get one this year. Yeah. Hmm. It's nice. I like the looks of it. And my uncle has a my uncle Randy has a Yamaha. I think it's a Warrior. Looks real similar to this. That's a beast as well. If I'm not mistaken. You've never ridden any of these, Rico, right? Even being a Yamaha fan? No, I haven't mm. ridden them yet. I tried to get out there today. Tried to ride some Yamaha, some Kawasaki's. It wouldn't happen. You didn't wear your loud pipe shirt and be like, Psst, come on, man. Chompila. Right. Yeah. I know, right? I wore my Indy. 
and needs motorcycle shirt. So maybe that kind of deterred him, let me ride. Well, I think that would make them better because they'd want to try to pull you away from an Indian camp. Nah, I'd have right. just kicked you out. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out of here. I did get some funny looks, but I get those all the time. <laughs> it's the goatee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, I guess uh, we'll wait for Jebby to give back a little comments about his input. So, since we're in the Yamaha camp, Enrico wasn't on the last show, and this is kind of a U-turn because I have some information about this, about the Yamaha Star Venture Bike. Venture Bike? Yeah. Hopefully I spelled it. Was, yeah. Um, You're talking about the Venture, the big touring bike? Yeah. Oh. I The Transcontinental, that one? I thought he said Adventure, and I was like, ah, oh, this is where I go to sleep. No, no. Uh, okay, the Venture. Yes, yes. The yes. Venture. Yes. I'm with you now. So so a little side note here and talking about my last weekend riding, I've rode up with a, a buddy of mine here that decided to go trade in his Yamaha R three and got a Honda CBR six hundred F. And that we went up to uh Roanoke to Star City Power or Ro excuse me. Star City Motorsports in Roanoke and and they are a big dealership, really cool place. Of all lines, Honda, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Can-Am, Slingshot, and and um, talk with the owner of the company or the shop of name uh, Greg, and got some information about this for you, Rich. Okay. So they will be getting a adventure bike as a demo, hopefully in September. Oh, road trip. And they are a pro Yamaha dealer. Okay. And and I think the first bike is going to be a demo bike. It's not going to be, and they're going to get paid for people to ride it. So it's Let's not going it. to be, it's not going to be kind of sitting around. So um, I'll try to get in contact as later down the road to find out when they get it in for you, Rich. So you guys can go up there and take a little spin on it. Now, Rico, you're not here in September, are you? You're not back till October? October. I'll tell you about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, and, and then the other interesting thing, this is kind of a U-term, is they also had Victory. Or not, uh, yeah, they had Victory bikes there. And and kind of to ask him his opinion about it, and he was not very happy that the Victory closed down. Yeah. <clears throat> Neither am I. So they had some leftover Victories. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The other bike there. Got to talk about the Kawasaki H2 that he had. Mm. Still in the crate. What? Still in the crate. A 2015. Yep. With the supercharger. And he says, you see that bike over there? And talked about it. And he goes, I take that bike, run it down to the gas station, put gas in it, put it on a Donald back. And it's 250 horsepower. On the back tire. That's crazy. <clears throat> yeah. Now, I'll even give you even more crazier. They have an R model. Oh, yeah. That's 300. They, oh, they had an H2R? No, no, what? no. No, not an R, but you can, if the, the R model is 300 at the back tire. Oh, I thought you were saying they had one. Oh, no. Oh. Well, they would really have some clout 
in the right. dealership world if they had one of those. And, and I wonder what. It, go ahead. I wonder what it would be to insure that bike. Well, that they are is track only. I don't think you can license that one. Correct. That, yeah, it's not even street legal. But yeah, the the H two itself. I if you're under twenty five, forget about it. You can just forget about that bike. Yeah, you know, unless you're an oil baron <laughs> or a banker. Yeah, and I know when the I know when the guys were getting some when uh, the buddy of mine was getting the the six hundred. He called his insurance agent and company, and I think it went up double. And then he called another insurance company and it was more like cut it back down in like half. Hmm. So. Yeah, I haven't, I know I'm obviously not 25 anymore, but I should probably call my insurance company on the R6 before I get too excited about that. That might be one of those phone calls where it's like, huh? Hmm. <laughs> Rethink that. I think nah, it, about, it wasn't that bad for me. So I think it was only like 50 some bucks for me. Oh, okay. A month. Yeah, that's not bad. I mean, plus the, I hope that they factor in the age of the bike too, not just the engine size. Right. And yeah, that and how old you are. Right. You haven't had accidents. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, so, so the guy I was with, he's a new rider, less than a year riding. You know, so so he's he's a new rider, but he's not young either. He's almost thirty. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Nice. That CBR is nice. So I can't wait to see that in person. Yeah, it's inline four. It's a really cool bike. It's a it's matte black, um, and then it has a red f- f- frame on it. So you have underneath a, it. So. You have a picture? Can we put it in the show notes? Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. All right. Well, ask him first. Or is it your picture? <laughs> it's my picture. Oh, it's your picture. Okay. I took it. Forget it then. Don't ask him. Yeah. No, he's okay. And and, and to go back, to switch Brown back to our other topic. Our, yeah, back to the Raider. To back to the Raider. Jerry's comment, as far as comfort for a tall guy, stock might be a little, little tight, but they sell four controls and three inch and five inch extensions. Ah, there you go. The powers is whatever you want. In it, it's all around fun bike. And you can't ask for more out of a cruiser. Awesome. And he's put three and he's put three thousand miles on it. So Wow. Jebby approved, I would say. Jebby approved. Stamp. <laughs> there you go, David. Get it, go check it out. Let us know. If you if you do get a chance to ride it, let us know. We'll we'll bring you on for a little conversation. Or if, if we beat you to it, then you'll be able to hear that as well. All righty. All right. Close the book on the Raider. Done. Let's talk about Mr. Neville Lee a little bit. Who's Neville Lee? Neville Lee. He joined us on a prior episode. John will find the number 31, maybe. It's going back there now. Yeah, it's been a long time since we had Neville on. But we met him on our first barber trip. And uh, Neville runs this. He runs this event called Two Wheels, One Cause, and essentially he rides around the country on his motorcycle raising awareness for diabetes. And he's out doing it again, and we were supposed to meet up here in Charlotte a couple weeks ago when John and I ran down to Myrtle Beach, 
and just just wasn't in the cards. You know, his timeline got changed, and and I was on a a tight timeline, so we just kind of crossed paths for the weekend, and it, it didn't work out. But I did want to pass along though everyone to to check out his website. We'll put a link to that in the show notes, and you know, if you're feeling generous and you want to help a good cause, you know, send something their way. They're always looking for you know sponsors and support. Obviously, it takes a takes a bit to get around the country on a motorcycle, so so he's doing a good thing, and you know we're going to send some stuff his way as well. You you are correct. It's thirty one. Oh, nailed it! And Jebby says yeah. you can't close the book on it yet. What? You can't close the book until you write it. Can't close it. He says nope. All right. Stick a pin in it. Is that what Rico would say? Stick a pin in it. And then we'll come back. <laughs> no, it's mark it on the calendar. <laughs> We'll put that right there. <laughs> All right. We do that. I'm going to set it right here next to my hop experiment. So, yeah, check that out. Like I said, I'll put a, put a link in the show notes to Wheels One Cause. And I maybe we'll get a we'll get an update from Nev when he's done, when he finishes the run this year. We'll have him come back and, and tell us all about it. It'll be fun. Cool cat. Or maybe we'll see him in October. Down at the festival. Mm-hmm. What do we think, boys? Garage time? Yeah, let's do it, Brutus. Where's my... I don't have a garage sound effect. Oh, wait a minute. Still don't have my garage sound effect. Hmm. <laughs> my God. Our sound effect person's slacking. Oh, watch out! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Never mind. I just got a little puke in my mouth. <laughs> Is that the one you wanted? That's it. Uh, into the garage. So let's see. We talked about what did I talked about last episode, John. My oil change. Hey, you did an oil change on the Harley, and your boys decided that something inside was more important than helping dad. Yeah. But I did. I, I didn't talk about the R6, did I? No, no R6. What, what'd right. you do to the R6? Well, I'm finally getting my hands dirty on that thing. And as you know, I need to put a new chain and sprocket on it. Mr. Hogan has done a great job of keeping it in good shape, but the chain and sprockets are original, are they not? Yes, they are. I warned them. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> wore, those, wore those bad boys out. <laughs> what, 24 or 26,000 miles or so? Like that. So it's time. And of course, to do this, it, it being a race replica, there's body work for days. So I've been been enjoying that, taking took the lower body work off. And I gotta say, Rico, the first thing that struck me when I took the body work off was like, holy cow, this might make a really cool naked street fighter. Yeah, yeah. I I've ridden it like that for a little bit too. Once I got the the lower piece off and I could see the the exhaust pipes, yeah. So it's four into one, and the two middle pipes have a little crossover. I was like, oh, shine those up! I'm like, that would look hot. Yep. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I ridden it like that for a minute. I just took all those lower fairings off, just mm-hmm. rode it for like a month like that. So yeah, it gives me some ideas that you know when I get done spanking it on the track someday, maybe it could be a custom project. Mm-hmm. Scout potential. Scout potential. Sir. So yeah, that's that's as far as I got. Got the body work off, got the uh what is it, the the overflow bottle out of the way. 
and some other little piece I had to take a bracket off and just had to move a bunch of parts, the shift rod. And yeah. I think I'm finally I'm finally clear to where I can spin the front sprocket off. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm just taking my time. You know, I'm looking over all the parts. I've you know, it's unfamiliar territory for me, so I'm checking everything over, wiping all the pieces down and Yeah, spray them, clean them. Yeah. Make them look again. Keep all yep. the bolts in order. It's like, oh, don't don't roll rolling away. <laughs> Stay uh-huh. here. <laughs> Heard that. Savor it, baby. Savor it. Yeah. So yeah, I might get might get some time this weekend to put that together. Or my brother Kenny, who's, who's also in the chat room, he might be down the following weekend. So we might do it over a couple of beers as well. I have all the parts. You know, the chain and sprocket are here. Just need to get the wheel off and get that front sprocket off, and we'll be good to go. And I was hoping to get it licensed for challenge, but it looks like that's not going to happen. Uh, yeah, because I'm going to be away, so it's like, shoot. Yeah. I'm going to be renting an FZ09 instead. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, Johnny, any uh, maintenance for you? Yeah, the Sparta went in for a little 15K maintenance. Oh, I'm going to sit down for this one. Oh, 15K. What'd you do? How much? You know, it was really cool. I have to give kudos to Sporters um, Power Sports over here in Durham. They, you know, as you look at the manual, it says go do this, go do this, go do this, and and I was expecting at fifteen k. The manual says also check the valves. And but talking to the service manager, he said we've seen that the valves don't need to be adjusted. Sweet, Excuse me. bless you. Doesn't that what it's- Yeah, I sneeze. Sorry. <laughs> You're allowed. The, the valves don't need to be adjusted. They've seen that they've been in tolerance and don't need to be adjusted. So recommend that I. <laughs> One more. That's two. I know, right? That they don't need to be adjusted. So I didn't have them do that. And I got the price workup on it. It was going to be about $700. So that's what I was expecting for. Oil change, plug change, some other stuff. Yeah, and I'm allergic to the price. Right. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> and also, my as I was getting up to 15K and I just replaced the tire at 7,800, the tire is about, about gone again. So I went out and purchased a car tire for the back of the Spider. I got a Kuma SD AST tire which a lot of people recommended. And so I was going to have them install that as well. And I was surprised when I got the bill, it was only $420. All in? Wow. All in, including... So so I asked him, talked to the service manager, and I was like, well, I thought this had to be done, all this other stuff. And he says, we looked at the spark plugs. They were all good. They're firing. There's no issues. You know, we looked at the air filter. No problems. We didn't replace that. You know, so you're all good. So, we you know, everything that at the 15K they recommend, I mean, they looked at it and uh, decided it didn't need to be done. And they uh, replaced the back tire. And I found out that they put this car tire on the Spider just as much as they do the stock OEM tire that uh-huh. people bring in. No kidding. Yeah. So, so on that's the dark side. Oh. <laughs> yep. And, and, then, and then one of the issues I brought the bike in for. Was it was not shifting properly? 
you know, mm. as you, as I have the semi-automatic. And, and I was in there the week before, and I talked to him, and he recommended that. Well, it could be something that needs to be synchronized. It could be low oil. It could be the blip sensor or the blip solenoid. Hmm. Well, I took my ride up to Virginia and back, and I had issues on the way and back. And I checked the oil when I left and thinking that was to be the issue. But with a spider, it's very, it's not your typical way to check oil. It's not like sit there, let it be cool and check it. It's got to run and then turn it off and some other things. Well, come to find out, it was a quart low on oil. Again? Well, no, it's never been low. This is the first time I've ever turned oh. it in with a quart low. When we're in uh, Barber, you it think wasn't. about Barber, yeah. It wasn't in Barber, it wasn't oil, it was coolant. They had a coolant leak. So with a spider, it takes oil pressure to shift. The oil pressure has to be high enough for it to shift smoothly. So, so that, the solenoid right. must run into the oil somewhere. Right. So what I've learned is when it starts shifting not too well, try a little low oil on oil. Huh. So that's my little maintenance. And and I rode the t- car or the bike home. The tire on the back didn't seem any different than the stock tire. So yeah, I can't imagine it would on the back of the spider. I mean, it's it's running straight up and down like a car tire anyway. So, yep that that seems like a no brainer to change that out to something that lasts longer. You can still do burnouts then, right? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't we, tried. We got to find like a fully de- defeat, you know, hack for that thing so that you can just burn down the road. Right. There's got to be a way to to pull a fuse or something and get the traction control off so you can just light that thing up. Well, sh- sh- shall I shall I spill my news? No, no, I want to I want to wait on something. Next week will be some news on maintenance. Oh, nice teaser. There'll be a little 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 teaser about some maintenance work going to be done in the spire next week. Stay tuned episode Stay tuned. 90. It's going to be 90. Ooh. 90. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, while we're talking about episodes, yeah. We got to do something cool for 100. What do you want to do? So I think we're going to do a live show somewhere. Live show. So keep that in mind. It's about 10 weeks away. 10 weeks away. Probably be Labor Day, right? Probably be right after Labor Day. Rico won't be in town. I know, sadly. But that's going to be 100. You know where we should do 100. Well, but we'd have to slow roll it, though. Oh, wait, you're not thinking of the the B place. I'm thinking B place. All right, we'll just say it. How about we do it at Barber? 100 episodes. The 100th edition, live. But that'll you, be, but that's, so we're, we're going to have to skip a couple weeks then. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> I know that's easy. <laughs> yeah. So think about it. I'm just, I'm just telling everyone to think about it. So. You know, we, we've done some cool things around our anniversaries and, and round numbers. So for 100. How cool. Hang on, hang on. We want to do a big cool. live show somewhere. How cool would it be, okay, to do it at Barber live in the campground? In the campground. <laughs> in, in the camp, in the campground. Hopefully we have enough bandwidth. Get people we meet and had Justin Webster on the show. Oh, yeah, or anybody who's there, yeah. Anybody that's there. How cool would that be? 
And so people that'll, drop in. That's, that'll be a long episode. <laughs> It'd be all night. All night. Our truckers won't mind. Right. Give them a five hour episode. They'll be like, thank you. Yeah. 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 All right. That might be stretching it a little far. All right. Because, I mean, that would be like 110. Hey, Mr. Egg. Mr. Captain Underpants over here, he doesn't like to be in the campground. You gotta have that five star hotel. Remember that. <laughs> there won't be no camping. No, you're not camping. Oh, I said there's no. Gonna be, I should. I should have meant. I said it the wrong way. There's going to be camping. Oh, there is going to be camping. Yeah, there is going to be camping. Yeah, if we go this year, it's camping. Camping all the way. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, a little racing update, perhaps. All right. Well, Who's I, dominating. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it! Not Harley. Oh, see, I was going World Superbike first. Ha! Ah, ah. Caught you off guard. <laughs> no, I, I just want to. I just want to make a quick mention. I, I'm not really going to rehash the race, but I just want to mention how much I'm enjoying watching World Superbike with the video package that they have. And I, I think I mentioned it before, but, and the reason I'm praising this so much is because I had an absolutely frustrating experience trying to watch the 24 hours of Lamar because the Fox sports go app is just stupid. You know, it's one See? of those dumb things where you have to sign in with your cable provider and then you can watch it. It's like, this is ridiculous. So I just want to give props to world Superbike. They're, Video package, fantastic. I'm happy to pay you 70 bucks a year, and I'll pay it again next year. And Fox Sports can go and tug it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it's aggravating, man. I just want to watch the damn show. And it's like, you got to jump through all these hoops. And it's like, I have, I'm paying you more than enough for the cable package. Just give me the content. All right. It's the end of my soapbox. Sorry. And that's why TV's dying, right? Right. It's going by the wayside. People are finding better ways to consume their content. Right. All right, flat track. Now you can now you can curl, Rico. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Did you watch the Oklahoma Mile by chance? Nope. Uh-uh. Who's winning? Who's oh, winning? Who won? Harley swept. One, two, three. <laughs> you fly like a drug. And three, four, five was Yamaha's. <laughs> no flat track at the Oklahoma mile was Indian again swept it mm. or they at least had the top two I don't know if they swept the podium but I, I will have to say I, I tuned in just to check it out because I'm I've been staying away from it because I'm like whatever Indian stinking up the show I'm not going to watch it <laughs> oh sorry I said that <laughs> Get it out, get it out. But I have to say, I'm I am so pleasantly surprised to have watched a good race because Brad Baker was out front, just waxing the field, looked like he was going to walk away with it, and then towards the end, Jared Meese closed in and and took the win. It was a fantastic finish. That's cool. He's number normally number two, isn't he? Yeah, I don't think he's won as many as as Baker this year. So, a little inside racing. Yep, yep. No, actually, it was. Uh, it looks like it was Brian Smith was third. So yeah, it was an Indian one, two, three. 
again. That's getting old. I got to tell you. I mean, I know you're an Indian fan. I know you you like it, the brand, don't hate. but don't hate. That is getting tiring. Ah, uh, uh, just get used to that, bro. It's getting just get used to it. Tiring. <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know what? As long as the teammates race like they did over the weekend, yeah. Shoot, I I don't care who wins. It was awesome to watch those two go at it, and I, I picked up another huge dose of respect for these guys running. Flat out on this dirt, just like crazy men, you know. Wow, that's that's exciting. So I will say, yes, check out American Flat Track. It's it's exciting. I'm done with that, John. Anything else, racing no. wise? No, we're good. Okay, eight days a week update. Oh, we got an update. Hey. What, what what days a week? What's what's eight days a week again? Eight days a week is our little. I guess our little uh, camaraderie thing we're doing in the clubhouse where we pick seven things to ride or drive, and then you pick an additional one to work on. So that gives you eight days a week. Okay. And the idea was championed by Mr. Mike in the clubhouse, and he's the one who has an update. Oh. Oh. Nope. Nope. What'd you change? So let's go through Mike's updated list. So he now has... His one through seven is a 2018 or newer, assuming that it's after next year, Harley-Davidson Road Glide Ultra Hard Candy Red. <sighs> nice choice. Number two will be a 2010 Kawasaki VN2000 Limited, black with silver pinstripe. Nice choice. You like that one? I don't even know what that is. What's the VN2000? I to look it up. I'm going to have Keep to going. look it up. All right. Uh, third on the list is a Victory Magnum X1 Pearl White. Last year of those, 2017. Excellent choice. Number four is an Indian Chief Classic Burgundy Metallic. And Rico, you are going to get called out if this thing is no good after he rides it. Just fair warning. I love it. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> Number five. Picking up the new hotness, the 2018 Yamaha Star Venture, Raspberry Metallic. Which which we didn't get Rico's opinion on. Okay, we'll get there. Hold, keep your pants on. Like driving a bus. Number six, 1920 Henderson Model K. How's that for uniqueness? Wow. And his seventh item, a 1972 Buick Riviera Midnight Purple Metallic. That sounds pretty good, too. And the project sounds like it's going to be Emerald, current bike, 2005 Honda VTX 1800S, two-tone, emerald green metallic, and metallic black. Pro- project underway. Currently is underway. It certainly is. A daily daily rider and a project. All right. All right. So, so we got to sit back. And I talked about it from going to the dealership. Step back. Rico, what's your opinion about the Yamaha Star? Venture, Star Venture, like the the adventure touring bike or the sport adventure. <laughs> it's the so, touring one. So busting him for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like the front end on it. Oh, oh what? What? I don't know if I like the front end. Everybody's liking the front end. Separico. No, I'm just kidding. It's like no, it's like an R1 grew up, put a I know, suit on. I know, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm I just think kidding. that was your I, quote. I, 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 it is. It is. 
But I don't like what I don't like about the bike is the tail lights. And I said that in that last episode um, where we talked about it. Just the the rear end they could have did a better job. But the front of it is beautiful. The sides, and, you know, it has all the bells and windows. And I was misspoken. They do have a power windshield on this thing as well. So it has everything all the other bikes has and more. Wait oh, a did we talk about it last I would say, yeah, wait a minute. We did talk about this with, with Rico and Deb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're I'm both sorry. losing our damn mind. Hmm. So and it we- hasn't come out yet. So I, I haven't been able to. It doesn't come out to win. Uh, got a couple months. Yeah, I think the dealership the dealership guy uh, up there at Star City said September. Hmm. Yeah. So. But uh, and, and, it is a gorgeous bike, though. It, it right. is really, really, really nice looking. I can't wait to ride it. It's oh, heavy. my God. It's heavy, though. Big, big girl. That's what I'd ride now. Same deal, but wow, what a beast. And it's right. sexy. Only, only the thing they did, they just lost a point for me is that those three taillights on those the saddlebags and that and that rear fairing just kind of yeah, a little bit overkill. Needs a little help there. Yeah. But other than that, perfect. Two things here, Rich. Yes, sir. Looking at the pictures on the website. Are you allowed on the website looking at the Yamaha site? I sure am. Have you noticed what type of helmets they're wearing? Are they showy? Yeah, 1200. I can't tell. Are they? Yeah. I didn't look that closely. Yeah, they're 12, at least on the front bike, they're 1200s. Yeah, yeah, look at that. And a little note on that. I have purchased the transition lens for the 1200. Oh, how's that? Awesome. <laughs> Say it like you mean it. In a word. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Worth $170. That's more than my last full face helmet before I bought the show. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about having an extra lens. Yep, that's nice. Yeah. One is done, and it transitions. All done. I have to tell you too. I, I got to give thanks to to Deb for this, the fashionista, because she was telling me to. Well, a lot of people have said to wear earplugs, but she was the one to really kind of convince me to do it. And I think that's the missing piece for me for comfort, because lately riding around town, like short rides, even a little highway blast here and there, I've been wearing my half helmet again, just sticking in earplugs. Wonderful. Wonderful. I got to tell you, riding your bike on the highway, a half helmet, uh, it's torture. Awesome. It's nothing like it. <laughs> torture. It's nothing like it. Oh, my God. It's like somebody put your head in one of those big bells and kept dong, dong. I mean, the worst. <laughs> uh, I, think we, I think we were like two exits, and I was just done. I couldn't do it in a half helmet. Yeah, but... I- <laughs> I was feeling the same way with the Indian. I was like, get me off this thing. Like, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Stop. Yeah. 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 So, so we're on our way. You know, I think we're heading to Barber. Yep. And Rich is like, hey, let's change bikes. All right. That's dumb. <laughs> I get going down the road next Bad day. Idea. I lose them. Where are you at? We had to switch bikes. We had to pull over. This thing sucks. <laughs> Oh, and Rico's, Rico's like, no, no. <clears throat> Rico's like, no, no, it's fine. He's like, I could have gone longer. And then when we switched, I'm sure he was like, thank God I got off that thing. Yeah. I was like, Whew. I don't know how he rides that thing. Uh, you got to have a full face helmet on the highway on with that bike because the wind noise in your ears is just 
and then the loud pipes. <laughs> uh, too much. No, but that's what I'm saying. You can wear the half helmet with earplugs, and that's fine. That was the missing piece. Yeah, that's you what forgot I'm saying. Tell about that little tidbit of information. Well, I, I wasn't doing that until Deb kept, Deb kept riding me about it. Well, well, as as Rich says, what do you need earplugs for? Right. Don't need no earplugs. Earplugs are for wussies. Well, now, yeah. now here's the other dumb thing is, as John's wearing the helmet with the Senna and he puts earplugs in, I'm like, well, how do you hear the Senna? Yeah. I put earplugs in and, and then I can't hear him talking to me. I'm like, I got to get a better Senna. What's the point? I, speakers. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you how to fix that. You ready to know how to fix that? You want the answer? Have, have the speakers dead center in your ears. Is that what you're going to tell me? Um, well, that's one, but I'll tell you a better way. <laughs> okay. Well. Take, take care of, take care of two birds with one stone. Are you ready? <laughs> Go on eBay and buy the phone plugs, which are, are, um, earplugs, but have speakers in them. And all you gotta do is there's a, on the 12, on the 20 S on the base is a headphone jack. And you just have to plug the wire into that. Another you wire just stuff into your helmet. Well, no, 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 no. You just let it drape down and let it sit into your jacket. Yeah, just choke yourself. Yeah. It doesn't choke yourself. Uh, I do it all the time. Yeah. And our buddy has joined us, Mr. Roger. Has joined us all the way from... Where is he, Montana? Who knows where he's at tonight? Montana, maybe? Did you click um, off another letter, Roger? I saw well, he clicked off two letters today. He did. And to give an update, Creative Riding Rider, um, Chris knocked off a third one. Oh, he did? Yeah. Wow. Animal. Yeah. Yeah, see, this challenge is going to be fun. Yep. All right. Well, that was fun. Oh, he's in Oregon, in fact. Oregon. Baker City. How does that score? Tally it up, John. Baker City. Oh, no, there's no B this week. Never mind. That's me. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, were you about to play a song? <laughs> All right, let's talk events real quick and then let's get into the downshift. I think I need another brewski. So are, are you two fools doing the Homestead Hoot Nanny or not? Yeah, man, I am. <laughs> July 5th to the 10th. And when are you guys meeting up? Wednesday? Uh, we're meeting up on the 6th. The 6th, okay. If Rico's still down with that. I'm down, I'm down, settle down. I'll be in San Diego then. Hey, 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 talking about that. What if, what if, you know, we, did, we didn't include this one. Uh-oh. What, we, we talked about it last time. Man, how cool would it be if you got double points for both podcast people being in the same city at the same time? Yeah, I think that's a bonus we'll have to figure out next year is if, and it doesn't even have to be the same show. Like if you can get two participants together for the ride, there should be a bonus for that. Cause that just helps strengthen the camaraderie overall. Cool. Cool. All right. What was the deadline again for, um, podcasters wanting to join the challenge past. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Why? I was just asking, you know, just putting it out there. Well, since it started today, the deadline obviously passed. 
just so, in case somebody's listening, you know, is considering it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it closed uh, last night. We 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 originally had in the show notes on the motorcycle podcast challenge and a possibility on our show that we said June fourth. I think, Rich. Originally, we did. We were not thinking properly, and we were trying to give a couple of weeks before, you know, the the sign up and then the challenge start. And then we realized, well, maybe we need more because we were kind of slow to get going. So we extended it out to, I think it was Monday the 19th, you know, basically one day before the challenge. What was the deadline? If you looked on the website under the rules section. Okay. All right. uh, Yeah. So we, uh, and it did change at some point. So yeah, if somebody looked at it earlier, it did say the fourth. So apologize for that. We did extend it a little bit so we could get some more people to join. And I'm glad we did because now we have six. Yep. So, and if you missed it, sign up to the newsletter and you'll be first to know when we do it again. Yeah. All right. What else do we have? Of course, the challenge is going on now through July 12th. And John's going to hit the Capital City Bike Fest sometime towards the end of September. We'll go back to Barber. Yeah, wrong button. We'll go back to Barber. (laughs) First week in October. Spider Adventures maybe the following week for John or the world's largest mini bike race, which will be out in Wilmington, put on by Riders on the Norm podcast. And John and I, we still need to take the MSF course. Yeah, I know. At some point. So we need to do that. All right. Last call, Hogan. Anything? Let's do it, Brutish. No, not yet. Last call for topics. Conversation. Nothing. I, I, I'm, I'm done. That's it. All right, John, you good? Man, I am good. But before I go, it's been great having Brother Hogan back again. It's miss you, brother. Like we, like said in the beginning. Well, we can't sign off properly without thanking the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. (laughs) He is on fire tonight. He is. What you been drinking? All right. What let's what let the Mr. Warfield finish off the show so we get to downshift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I said, let me take a moment to thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. They are the greatest fans in the world. What? No challenge to that at all. That would be our first five riders: Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Barbershop riders: Chuck, Chris, and Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Riders group Steve, Micah, Jim, Kenny, and Roger. Yeah. <laughs> and insider what? Darren. <laughs> what? Uh, loudpipes.net slash donate is the place to be if you want to hear Rico scream like that after your name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and loudpipes.net slash store is being redone, so don't go over there just yet. But also, if you want to see some pictures and check out our links from this episode, loudpipes.net slash 89, leave us some feedback there, subscribe to the show, or follow us over on social media. Hoganator. Yeah, yeah. Shambilla. John. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to get the kickstand up, crank the throttle, and ride the heck out of here. What? Good night. <laughs> night.
Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.